Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Elise McCabe has been working with documentary filmmakers since 2008 as Kickstarter's senior director of film since 2016. She's worked with film organizations and filmmakers worldwide, providing tailored support, mentorship on fundraising and audience building for projects in development and production. From a period of time, she was also deputy director of the Doc Society, formerly known as Brit Doc, in London and then New York, primarily overseeing good, the Good Pitch program. With that, introduced to the program, Elise McCabe. Welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you so much, Mike. It's lovely to be on with you this afternoon. Well, this morning for you, but uh, this afternoon for me. Yeah, no, well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, where am I reaching you? Where, where are you at? So I'm, despite what my accent would tell you, I'm in New York. I'm, I'm calling in from Brooklyn. Tell me a little bit about how you got involved with Kickstarter. Yeah, I've done a little bit of everything over the years, uh, but my pathway to here, I think sometimes it seemed very direct and sometimes it seemed, seemed a bit windy. You know, I came out of university with an anthropology degree and promptly went directly to drama school uh, to train to be an actor. And that was sort of the beginning of my career was as, was as an actor. And I did, a, and whilst I was doing that, I also did some work in documentaries, kind of made a, a bit of a sideways step or maybe a diagonal step and uh, went to work at what was at that, called, called, that time called Britain doc uh, is now called Doc Society. So that's an organization in the UK that funds documentary filmmakers. It's a grant making organization. And it also does a lot of work kind of adjacent to documentary film, working around social justice and environmental justice docs. So I did that for a good amount of time. And whilst I was doing that, I met the the folks at uh, Kickstarter and it was sort of love at first sight. It's kind of a while ago now, but uh, they used to have a lovely, uh, lovely office, tiny little office on the, the Lower East Side in New York City. And I remember visiting with my then boss. She, I knew and she knew that I, <laughs> my affections had kind of shifted a bit. Anyway, so um, cut to a few years later, I had moved to New York City by that point with Doc Society. But uh, but then the, the job came up at Kickstarter, which has now morphed into the head of film, which is the job I do now. So I, I kind of began by working primarily with documentaries at Kickstarter, but now I actually work across the entire field with docs and fiction and shorts and features, you name it. And, and I'm kind of sherpering it through the, the crowdfunding process. Wow. That is, uh, that sounds daunting, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot of wonderful people working alongside you in, in what you do. And so that's great. So I remember when Kickstarter got going, I'll, I'll say at least 10 or 12 years ago, I don't know exactly, but it's been a little while. And I remember it being for many, just the window into the world of filmmaking that was never available before. It was as obviously because the internet was maturing in a way that allowed for these things to happen. And it was seen as something of a minor miracle for people who were trying to make films. Over the years, Kickstarter has evolved, continues to evolve at this point. How would you describe Kickstarter today as opposed to maybe after just after it got started? What's the difference? Yeah, it's such a good question. And and the company's been around for 15 years. In fact, we're, we will have our 15th birthday in um, in April of next year, which is it's going to be exciting. But And so, as you can imagine, it's now a kind of mid-teenager. 
which uh, which is very different to being a toddler. I think um, you know when the when the company launched, it was for film. I mean, you know, we have creators from across you know across the creative. Um, fields you know we have comics makers and games makers and design and technology and the rest of it and film certainly came out of the gates really hard on kickstarter and i think you know it was exciting to for filmmakers to be able to take control to be able to take control of their audience and you know the point at which they got their funding and you know and that is and that is really exciting and continues to be so i would say that that is the thing that is primarily you know has and always been and continues to be very exciting for filmmakers this kind of direct engagement with their fans and and just the ability to be the motor of your own production and your own career by extension um i think the things that have changed is that there was an enormous explosion of projects, film projects on the site in the sort of 2014, sort of 15, 16 range. And I actually think that at that time, people took on the job of crowdfunding without necessarily doing the, the correct amount of prep or without assessing whether their project was, whether they knew their audience and whether their project was necessarily going to be right for, for the platform. So I think what we've seen is a sort of leveling in terms of the volume of projects, but we've seen an enormous improvement in the quality of the projects and the suitability of the projects. And so with that, we've also seen a real hike in the success rate of the project, you know, the number of launching projects that actually successfully fundraise and go on to finish their, you know, their productions. So from my perspective, that's incredibly exciting, because what I ultimately want is not a huge volume of projects that are of medium to low success. I want the filmmakers to have done their work, to have a you know a really excellent time both on the platform and then an excellent time completing and sharing their films and that's what we've that's the kind of scene I guess that's the the maturation of the platform what we can offer people just a real evolve you know evolution in terms of what filmmakers can do and how they understand the the work and and how to communicate with their audience. Well, kudos to Kickstarter and <clears throat> to yourself for just as you described it, this maturation, because with creatives, business is maybe not top of mind for a lot of creatives. The business of filmmaking is different than the creative filmmaking part of it. So it's great to see this kind of uh, growing together, this maturation together with people who are interested in making films. And I sense that as well. I think with the advent of you know, the technology to make a film like with the iPhone and such, it's opened the field, but it's also, <clears throat> in a matter of speaking, you have to have your, your shit together to be able to make a film now. You really do. And that, that's what I'm seeing as well. And the films being made, the quality of the films being made at a low budget in the, what we used to call low budget films is amazing today. It's a super interesting time, you know, in as much as Funding and distribution for independent films is incredibly challenging at the, you know, at this moment in time. And so you've got that on the one hand. And on the other hand, as you say, you have, you know, we have the ability and the tools to create projects with an incredibly high production value. So we've got a bit of a, a mismatch, you know, we, you know, pe people are able to make a remarkable projects, but it is more, you know, the most challenging time it has been in, in recent memory to get things funded and to get them distributed on on the now kind of ever reducing number of major platforms that we that we have it's an interesting moment it's definitely a challenging moment 
and I and I suppose I see Kickstarter's role in it in this moment again is to get people thinking about their audiences. You know how you know how big is your audience? What is the appetite within that audience for what you're making? How can you involve your audience at, at a level that will allow you to make what you want to make? You know, I'm thinking about obviously the the summer kind of out of nowhere blockbuster sound of freedom. They took 180 million in the domestic box office and had essentially used a crowdfunding model, not Kickstarter, because it was investment, you know, to get 7,000 um, investors in there, you know, to raise enough money to make the film they wanted to make. Um, so it's sort of, an, yeah, it's this interesting moment where I, I think that if you can bring your audience on the journey with you and also know who and how big that audience is and sort of uh, tally your project to that, you're in great shape, um, and and it's also and it's also a very challenging moment in terms of how risky platforms um, are, you know, are willing to be, not very, um, <laughs> you know, and how and how easy it is to get your independent project um, picked up by them, not very. But I think audience engagement really is the key at the moment. So Absolutely. so it's an ex sort, of, sort of an exciting moment for us potentially at Kickstarter, even you know though that is coming as a, a sort of necessity, being the mother of invention. Well, that, that brings up an interesting point, but I could not agree more with you because, the, as I said, the level of these lower budget films are amazing. The production values in them are amazing, but it does come down to exactly what you said, finding an audience. Who is it that you're making this film for other than yourself and your friends, the, you know, other than the, the writer and the cinematographer and the sound design guy, who are you making this movie for? And and that is it. In Sound of Freedom, you mentioned that they they had an audience. They had an audience that was really wanted to see this film. And you that is the toughest part is you can make a great film. And I've seen so many great films that you will probably never have a chance to see again because they didn't get the right distri distribution. They didn't find their audience. It's it saddens me to see how many really, really good films are are forgotten at this point. So. Let's talk a little bit about what you do. First, I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Elise McCabe, and she is the Senior Director of Film for Kickstarter and um, has been there since 2016. And in terms of filmmaking, this show is called Film School Radio. I've always thought that I'm hoping that filmmakers are listening to what we're talking about, because as a way, as another way in, into this industry to hear from people who have made films, what, it, what were the lessons they took away from them? In terms of that, in terms of if you're going to uh, go to Kickstarter and you're going to make something for them to platform, what are two or three or whatever number you, you think is valuable for them to be focused on? I think what you said, finding the audience, being recognizing that audience. But what are the things that you look for in terms of people coming to you for 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 a Kickstarter? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm looking for sort of um, authenticity. You know, I, I want to know about the film, but I also am super interested in sort of how a filmmaker came to be making that film. What is their personal relationship to the story? It is so important, I think, these in this day and age that we understand something about the positionality of the filmmaker, the authorship of the filmmaker. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to know why not just is this an interesting film, but why are you making it and what makes you kind of uniquely are qualified to tell this story because I think that that it's almost like the story around the story kind of supercharges those projects. You know, I'm thinking about um, I'm thinking about Charlie Wells's After Sun. It is an absolutely exceptional piece of 
um, cinema and also Charlie's own personal story and what makes Charlie kind of uniquely qualified to tell this story really just it kind of supercharges it for me. You know, the elements of her own personal story that are in that story and also and also the way that she has kind of transcended her own personal story to make it. So, you know, I think I think that's one thing is who are you in relation to this film and why are you making it? You know, thinking about the audience piece, not everyone's audience is the same size. And I also think that some filmmakers get scared when I talk about um, audience because they say, I haven't got an audience. And I think, no, 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 no. I'm thinking about audience in the broadest sense. I'm talking about people you know, people who know the people you know. You know, it doesn't have to be like, oh, you've got 50,000 followers on Instagram. That's not what I'm saying. We all have an audience. We have a constituency of people who are interested in what we make and who we are and how we think. And so when I say audience, I do mean it in this kind of very, in this very broad sense, which is sort of stakeholders, people who kind of care, who care about you and, and what you're doing. But everyone's is a different size. For some people, that means that they can raise $6,000. Okay, so what can you, what is the film that you are uniquely positioned to make that you can make for $6,000. You can do it, I believe. And other people, they're, they're 20 years into their career or they've built a, um, a reputation maybe in another adjacent field and they're able to raise that much more. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, Onyx the Fortuitous. This is a filmmaker, Andrew Bowser, who had a, a 10 year long venture onto YouTube with his character Onyx the Fortuitous and decided, I'm gonna take this audience, my YouTube audience, I'm gonna make a film on it. Um, he raised $600,000 on Kickstarter and then um, took it to Sundance at the beginning of the year and he's just uh, released it uh, through Synodyme just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, you know, he's spent 10 years building up his audience. If you said to Andrew, here's $6,000, he'd be able to go and make something for that. So I think it's that sort of knowing who your audience is and, and maybe even potentially like writing your film project to suit what, how much you can raise, which in turn suits how much you can, you know, knowing your audience and how much you can raise from them. So, you know, sometimes it's a little backwards, you know, you write for what you can raise rather than you raise for what you've written, but maybe that is the smart way to get, you know, that's potentially the smart way to get noticed. So I think that's it. I want to know who you are and I want to know that you know who cares about you and your work and who you can kind of bring on the journey with you. What I'm about to say, may or may not be true. And please tell me if you don't think it is. But when you're doing a film, when you're writing a film, when you're putting it together, you have no crystal ball into the future. For what you're working on now could be completely more relevant, could be completely more timely. I've seen a number of films recently that could not be more timely. And I know that they were started four or five years ago. Yeah. So is it is it good advice to tell a filmmaker and and his crew, do what you're doing you don't know the future. You can't be you can't be so my, myopic about where you are now as opposed to where you will be in, in the future. Is that am I saying that in a way that makes I mean, I think there's some truth in that, which is sort of like perhaps make the film that you are called to make there you go. because you, you, there's no point trying to turn around exactly turn around content, quote unquote, for 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 the moment or what you think the moment might be, you know, be in two years. I mean, that said, maybe you really care about that. And then, and then you kind of strike gold. I mean, who's to say exactly? Yeah, we well. don't have a crystal ball, but I, I think that these projects are so hard won that you, you know, you have to make the thing that you really care about because there's going to be late nights and there's going to be evenings when you don't eat so much. And there's going to be 
<laughs> you know, early mornings and there's going to be arguments with, with friends and loved ones. So like, it better be worth it because those things will definitely happen. I want to thank you. I want to, first of all, thank you for your work. Thank you for your, your, your history in, in the film uh, industry and your continuing support for filmmaking and filmmakers uh, and to Kickstarter as well. And um, Elise McCabe, thank you so very much for spending some time with us here on Film School Radio. Thanks so much, Mike. Um, it's been a real pleasure. And just um, for the filmmakers out there, if they need to get hold of me, you can always send an email to film at kickstarter.com. We will be delighted to hear from you and uh, want to support you in these uh, early stages of your careers. Thank you so very, very much. All right, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.